0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Today, uh, I don't have a Christmas message, but I will do that on the next Sunday. So, and today, uh, I have a message, and maybe you will hear something uh, tough or hard, difficult to understand in this message, but it, This is the Word of God, so I will share with you what means biblical convictions. So, I would like to talk about how to form biblical convictions in our lives. And for that, open the Word of God in Daniel chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. Daniel 3. Chapter three verses fourteen through eighteen. And the Bible says Nebuchadnezzar answer and say to them, Is true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the litter. Trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made well and good. But if you don't worship, you shall immediately be cast and burning fire furnace. And how is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answer and say to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer Jew, to you in this manner. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, but if not, this is, this is the conviction. For these three little uh, gentlemen, But if not, be annoying to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And everybody knows the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, let's start and how to form biblical conviction and in our lives moral convictions you have to be you have to have moral convictions you parents children must see moral convictions in their parents they should not see that our moral values are relative but absolute There there is a very uh, conservative congressman who was anti-homosexual. Turns out, had a gay son, and guess what? Now, he accepts homosexual. That was a tolerance. It was a belief, but it was not a conviction. I ask you, is being a homosexual a scene of sexual probation? Is incest a sexual probation? Is, is bestiality normal? The unnatural has now become natural. Like abortion. In the beginning it was for the the first trimester. They claim in that it was only for abuse and rape, malformed childrens and incest. The Supreme Court saw it, it is illogical. They tolerate the trimester, and then came the second trimester, years later. Now, there, there are abortions in the second trimester. And by allowing the second trimester, they allow the third trimester. Nowadays, there are plenty of doctors in who receiving living children by mistake and kill them. Yet nobody says anything, and the Congress know about this. How many human beings claim to be a Christians and practice abortion? If you believe in abortion, abortion, you must repent. The day will soon arrive where all the probation of homosexuality will be legally protected. Pastors who preach against this sin will be persecuted. What I'm, I'm going to do? Keep quiet? Of course not. I prefer to suffer because of Christ. I'm going to obey God and teach what God teaches. The homosexuality is a probation. It's anti-natural. It's an abomination, the Bible says. Now, please understand me. I'm not homophobic. I'm only exposing the probation and sin of homosexuality that many people cover or no longer see is bad. They see it as a healthy lifestyle. When the Bible calls an abomination, the vast or majority, if not all, they like their probation. They do not want to change and they want to, to pervert children however they can influence. We must speak clearly and directly about the homosexual agenda, which is perverting our children in the society. And in our culture. How will repent it if nobody preached to them that what they are doing is sin. Are you following me, church? Instantly, they are accepted in the churches. And they are even married in the Christian churches. There's a lot of churches. There's a lot of pastors who are doing this outside. It is vitally important that our children see spiritual and moral convictions in us. Father, it is up to you to teach. It is up to you to live. You say that you love Christ. How, how do you treat the church? Do you despise her? Do you sacrifice yourself for her? When the brothers do not give you what you want, do you throw in the towel? Are you constant? Are you faithful? Are you fighter? And you do it because you love Christ and your children see you and your love for Christ and His commands to us? Church, the next month is going to be tough for us. Dickens and I, we praying every Sunday morning. The deacons and I, we looking forward for who will be the next permanent pastor in this congregation. But you, your faith will test. Your faith will test how you are. There is no better legacy for you children than your testimony. You hear that? There is no better legacy for your children than your testimony. That they may know you are a man who values the work of God. That you are not a coward. You are a man that believes in something and you are willing to suffer for what you believe. Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. It's hard to say in English. I prefer to say in Hispanic. Shadrach, Mesach, and Abednego. What is a belief? What is a belief? Something I believe and accepted as the truth. That's a belief. Who believes in Christmas? Amen. I believe in Christmas. Who believes in God? Everybody here believes in God, right? That is why we are here. Who believes in the church? Who believes in, in the Bible? Amen. There's, there's a belief what is a conviction conviction it is something to i believe but not only believe it it is something to which i am dedicated by living and something to which i am willing to suffer for and to die if it's necessary that is a conviction that is why these three gentlemen they, they were able to to die Pay the price for honor him and bring him God glory. So drak, meshach, and abidnego. This is a conviction. Something that I believe, but not only believe it. It is something to which I am dedicated by living and something to which I am willing to suffer for and die if it is necessary. What is the consensus? What is the consensus? Consensus is the norm of what is commonly accepted by most of the society. And you know what? There's a lot of people to, in the past, not now, ask me, Pastor, why are we not doing this? Because the other church is doing. Or because the other people doing. But we were doing what the Bible says, not the other church is doing. Make sense? That's consensus. The norm among Hispanics is that homosexuality is not yet accepted. As opposed to white Americans, there is still a lot of resistance from the Hispanic community. If you look among Americans, you will see that homosexuality is not only accepted, but you also glorify many big cities. What is the, what, what is the current Social consensus and and a, and a lot of stuff in nuestro, in our days. <laughs> like corporal punishment of children is considered as abuse and is a crime punishable by jail if they observe you you correcting your child. But what does the Bible says? Proverbs twenty twenty nine fifteen, the rod and reproof. Give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother shame to his 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 mother. I was uh, a bus driver for uh, six years and it's it's so sad watching these kids they lose the res- respect for all people they they behavior so badly. So who, who's guilty? Who's responsible for, for that uh, conduct? The parents. The parents don't do a good job in our days. This is terrible. But you know what? The Bible says, They're all reproof, give wisdom. But a children left to himself so brings shame to his mother. What is the current social consensus? Fornication is accepted. What the Bible says is sexual relationship before marriage. Sinful life. Both legal and legal drugs are accepted today. In our days. Abortion is considered normal when it's murder. Murder. The Bible says it's murder. Amen? In our days, divorce is normal. When the Bible says, God says, it's not God will. Homosexuality, like we're talking about, and all this probation is not accepted. LGBT, legal, legal marriage, adoption, adopting children, bringing parents and legalized from the different countries. To have biblical conviction, you must have these three things. Number one, the conviction must came or come from God. Come from God. Number one, the conviction must come from God. Like being humble. The Bible says, God Opposed to proud, but shows favor for the humble. In the church, you cannot be prideful. Because God resists you. God resists you. God rejects you. You cannot teach an arrogant person. An arrogant person doesn't admit their faults. Listen, church. We cannot have an arrogant person in the leadership. No. God showed favor to the humble. And to be humble, one most often suffer. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. The conviction conviction must come from God. For example, be subject to the authority. For there is not authority authority accepted that which God has established. However, rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. Question for you. Are you subject to the authority? Wife? Wife? Who's your authority? Worker, who's your authority? Church, who's your authority? The authority is never perfect. But God uses it mold your character. When the authority makes you most uncomfortable, God uses it to mold you. There are many who uh wait a second, my Lord, somebody with my notes that happens. Where's the number I number it was number one? Maybe it's here. No. Okay. Number two. Going faster, right? Let's see. Yeah, I I uh, yeah, it's here, number six. Thank goodness. Well, there's a lot of people who don't want authority to do the rebellion. You know what? We don't, we don't like it when our, our lives are exposed. We like doing what, whatever we want. That's rebellion. Like, uh, well, number, number two, faith. Yeah, is there? Faith. What is faith? Faith. What is faith? It is taking a risk. Giving a step in obedience. That is faith. Even though I don't understand it, I can obey. Even if it is not my conviction yet, but, but I will obey faith is taking a risk hebrews 11:6 says without faith it is impossible to please god so faith is take a risk without faith it is impossible to please god so if we want to have a biblical convictions You must have faith. Number three, bravery and God's strong will, brother, to suffer for Christ. We need to have the disposition to be brave and learn to suffer for Christ. You know what? Doing the will of God and obeying His commandments does not bring us joy, a lot of times. But if tomorrow I have to suffer, for my beliefs, and for doing what is right, we shall be willing to pay the price to honor and glorify my Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what are some convictions I already have in my life, okay? Number one, honor and glorify Christ in my life, whatever it takes. Uh, I put him in first place. Family is not going in first place. I mean, you need to take a balance. But when you glorify God and put God in first place, everything is going to be all right. Number two, I don't believe. I'm, I'm telling you my uh, biblical convictions, okay? What are some convictions already I have in my life? I don't believe in divorce, and I will not get divorced, might God help me. Please understand me. Pastor, maybe you will say, the divorce is in the Bible. Yes, but it's not will of God. It is not. So you must you must fight for your marriage. You must uh, be humble in your marriage. Must you be sacrificed for your wife and vice versa. You know what I mean? I will do whatever it takes and I will sacrifice for my wife and my marriage, for no divorce because it's my conviction. I hope it is your conviction because it's biblical. Amen? Another conviction I already have in my life is corporal punishment on my children. You can ask Danny you can ask Jerry and Joel, and also Jamie. In our days, their parents, oh, poor my child. No, don't do that. And one husband or wife, they always, oh, no, 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 don't touch my son. The Bible says, yeah, they need the correction. They need wrath, punishment. Uh, believe me, I'm not regret. And my mom, my dad, they do a good job with me. They give me a lot. And, and you know what? I need it. I need it. Number four, help my parents economically to show gratitude. How many of you really helped your parents economically to show gratitude? Thanks for my wife and i in the last month i, I believe it was last month we my uh, mother-in-law passed away but for a lot of years we we send money to mexico because we believe we 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 need to honor our parents and help them economically to show gratitude and maybe this is something who, about maybe you really don't believe or you don't do it right now. but Think about it, what the Bible said in the Ten Commandments. Another uh, conviction I, I have is attend the church even when I'm on vacations. There's a lot of Christians, even pastors, they go to vacation in another country or another state, or they go to the beach, and Sunday morning comes, and they say, "Oh, we are in vacation, so we don't, know, we, we don't need to go to church." Really? Wow. They, they say they say a lot to me. They, they love God, really. They love God. When you are outside the town, if you, when you are on your vacation, looking for a good church, go. The church on Sunday, whatever it takes. You know what? With your smartphone, boop, 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 boop. Uh, up to church, phew, one mile, half mile, so close to you, right? But it's so sad uh, when you know people who they really don't don't matter to God. They don't love God. Be- oh, I'm, I am in vacations. I always, my, another conviction is tithe. Give to the Lord what is the Lord. I don't have problems with tithe. And you know what? I tithe from the. Diana? I'm I've tithe from the. This to. Before taxes? How do you say that? The gross. I always tithe for the gross. Why, Pastor? My conviction if God after or before taxes, I will will not leave. This is my other conviction with I will not leave to another church because I have understood God has called me to invest and for men and women. Who are brave and willing to suffer for Christ to honor and glorify Him. And then the last one, I no longer believe in retirement as a pastor. And maybe you say, "What is bad with that?" It's fine if if you have 65 years old. It's the law; you can retire. Listen, there's a lot of pastors that anxiously waiting age 65 to retire and no longer be in the ministry many of them haven't even suffered anything they have simply preached generic generic sermons and haven't confronted to the congregation with their sins what have they suffered i use i use think that way i want to Reach retirement and buy uh, this big truck RV, the RV, to drive around the United States with my wife. Now I have understood that a pastor does not retire; he preach, invests in others, and stays in the war of the Lord until he can no longer do so. My convictions. Maybe you have a different convictions, but the, the conviction must come from the Bible, from God. So let me continue. And now, how to create biblical convictions? How to create biblical convictions? Number one. Renewing our mind with the word of God. Romans. says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you might discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Renewing our minds with the word of God. Psalms 19:7. The law of the Lord is perfect, renewing those souls. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise to the simple. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is, your word is lamb to my feet and a lie to my path. Second Timothy 3:16-17. Our scripture is breathing out by God, and first of all, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be completed, or complete, equipped for every good work. Renewing our minds with the Word of God. When you read the Bible, when you memorize the Bible, when you meditate in the Bible, When you obey the Bible, listen, your perspective about life will change. Your perspective and how to do life, how to live will change. God will change it. But you need to read the Bible every day. You must memorize the Bible. You must meditate in the Bible every single day. And your perspective will change. You follow me? But our days, is so sad. Christians just reading a lot of books, watching a lot of TV. Well, they really, really entertain with uh, uh, the technology, right? Kids and old people. Renewing our minds with the Word of God. Number two, Living in the Lordship of Christ. Living in the Lordship of Christ. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told His disciples, If anyone will come after Me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. He is the Lord. He is in charge. And I will obey. Lord, He's the boss. Amen, church? And I honor His authority. Once I understand that Christ is my Lord and that I put myself under His dominion, my life changed because I am willing to pay the price for obeying Him and honor Him with my life. He's the Lord. I am under His authority. It's a bus, and it's a matter of love. If you really love God, you will obey Him, right? There's a lot of people who's doing a lot of stuff. They don't love God enough. First love is when I understand and I love for Christ in my heart grows. That make. It's easier to put Christ before my preferences. It is a matter of love. When I do something that goes against the will of God, it's a, it's a sign that I do not love Christ enough or that He's not my first love. The Bible said, The Bible says, Whoever doesn't love the Lord Jesus Christ be anathema. The Bible is clear. It is not an emotional love that you feel concerned for Jesus today and not tomorrow. We're all talking about a love that molds, affects, controls, leads, motivates, pushes your entire life and keeps growing and growing every single day. That's the love that the Bible refers to. The last point, number three, and how we can form biblical convictions. Number three is living our sensuality. Sensuality. Living our sensuality. Philippians 3, 7, 8. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss, for the sake of Christ. In need, I count everything as a loss because of the surprising word of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sick I have suffered the loss of all things and counting them rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. Living our sensuality when meditating the word of God will make us less sens- sensual. Now what is sensuality? Sensuality. Living life depending on how we feel. That is sensuality. God wants us one God wants us to learn to live our lives depending on who? Depending on his fidelity from faith. Hebrews 11:6 without faith it's impossible. What? Please God, take a risk. right? We cannot not go through life taking decisions depending on how we feel because there will be many times that we feel bad, right? Remember, feeling good is not important. Obeying God it is important. There's a lot of times when I don't feel good. There's a lot of there's a lot of times when I want to run away because I feel bad. But you know what? I learned even I feel bad, I will obey God. Because feel good is not important. Obey God is important. Proverbs uh chapter 3 verse 5 The Bible says Just trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths strain. do not be wise in your own eyes fear the Lord and shun evil What is understanding here my My capacity to think, my wisdom, my intelligence, knowledge, my why of see life. And there's a lot of times when I want to feel good, right? And I put my intelligence first and no trust in God. But remember, without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But my wisdom, my knowledge is twisted. I cannot trust in them. Why? Because Jeremiah 17.9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. And desperately sick. who can understand it. And the Bible says, God understands it. Church, like I say from the beginning, The next months we will have really hard times, but God is with us. God Almighty is with us. He has a plan for this church. Amen? Do you believe it? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But you know what? We must have convictions, whatever it takes. Are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to pay the price? for His church. That's that is why we are here, isn't it? Because we love God. What is your motivation? That you love God, or you are here because, I don't know, if you are here and you don't believe, or you don't receive God, Jesus Christ, yet you must repent you must confess your sin and repent and god will save you if you really really repent but hard please brother and come and and pray